Hello everyone and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. My name is Paul and I will be your host this evening as I come to you high atop the Brooklyn studios in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. As always, every single time we do it, I've got the best co-host on the Intertron. His name is John. He's in Columbus, Ohio. How are you, Dr. John? Back in Columbus, doing great. Yeah, no. Um, no, I'm sorry there. I noticed you probably, you probably noticed I forgot to put the doctor in front of your name uh, there at the beginning. Uh, I apologize. That's okay. It happens. It happens. I am a doctor, though. This is, yeah, don't, I, I won't ever forget again. John, um, we're here to, to, to recap the Mad Men show. Um, it is uh, season five. It has been great so far. This one is called Dark Shadows. Which, uh, which you can take any way you want. You can pretend it's the Johnny Depp film. You can pretend it's just shadows that are unnaturally dark. Um, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to do. Well, well, how about this? How about in June of 1966, the TV show Dark Shadows premiered? How about that one? Yeah, but what does that have to do with this episode, John? Her actor friend is reading for Dark Shadows. Oh, my God. Did I even watch the show this week? Jeez. To be fair, that show is crap. And also, I don't know if I like I don't know if I like how how, how they uh, how they loop that in conveniently when that crap movie's coming out. That was actually very surprising. I'm, I'm as much as uh, I know that you like Johnny and Tim as well yeah. as I. It's it's not doing well with the ratings right now. It looks it looks like the it looks like literally the worst movie ever made. Right next to that Alice in Wonderland film, he he, <laughs> he broke my heart with. But I do have three things that I've learned that I'd like to uh, I'd like to tell you about. Well, let's hear it. Okay, John. And these are in no order, but I'm going to start with number one. <laughs> number one, maybe they should rename it Betty Whip. <laughs> oh, oh, that was that was yeah, great, right? Right, Betty Whip, right? Because I don't know if the folks remember, but Betty Monster, Fat Betty, whatever we're calling her now. She goes after the ready whip, like not only it's her job, but it owes her money in this episode. John, am I right? She showed some restraint by, by purging it immediately. She did. She did. She, 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 she did let it go right into the uh, sink. But I, I, I don't know, John. I, I, I'm sure a large portion of that just went straight down her throat. She didn't even taste it. John, number, <laughs> number two, Sally Monster. I oh, she, yeah, she got, she got mean. You cut, you cut me off. Oh, sorry. Sally Monster, space. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> you know, know, that sounds like that could be a really fantastic anti-drug campaign. Yeah, it could. I think they should, they should redo that with Sally and, 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 and Betty Monster. John number three. Uh, with a family tree like that, it must have been growing in Chernobyl. <laughs> waka waka. Right? Oh, that was, that was terrible. Was that terrible? God. <laughs> Oh, I feel but sick. But you know John. what? You learned it. No one said that you learned funny stuff. You just learned things. Yeah. They... <laughs> this is true. None of that. <sighs> Moving on. John, it's, it's, it's the, the episode we're, re, we're recapping here. It's called Dark Shadows. Let's, let's get underway. Sure. Yeah, we get underway by, uh, you know, probably the largest shadow that we have on the show, Betty. Oh, yeah. Uh, she is she's dieting. <laughs> like, you know, we see her. She, she's working hard to regain... Her lovely form, which apparently is buried under a you know an outer coat of fat, um, she is. 
Something that I something that I live by, John. What we see what we see in this scene is she's measuring out her cheese, and I, I, I imagine that's a great food. It's called portion control, John. Yeah, no, it's true. And portions have gotten out of control today. Don't get me started on portions. I, I do. Won't. Have, I, I love how the camera just has her linger over the cheese. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh man, a few more cubes. Sweet cheese. But uh, you know, so she sits down with this healthy, well rationed meal, and you know, goes to eating it very unhappily as anyone would be with dry toast and so but you know i guess just like just like weiner always wants us to see is change that's the great thing about this show there are no stagnant characters we see change so she is trying to change her ways and stop being uh fat i got this is true john this is something i believe in i've changed time and time again we then uh, go to the next scene where we're all in the elevator, John. That's right. All the school, Sterling Cooper, Draper, minus Price, are, uh, are taking a ride up to the office. Yeah, and we have, uh, we have Ca- uh, Campbell being Campbell, uh, just a, a raging jerk. He decides to tell everybody, hey, we got uh, talking to by the New York Times. We're going to be in the paper in Sunday, but don't bother worrying about a phone call. I got it. Here, here's the thing. Why would anyone trust him to do this? I mean, when when Don did it, it didn't go over well, and he's got he's got the he's he's got the gold in his mouth. Right, right. You know, if anybody could talk, you'd think it'd be Roger. Yeah, right, exactly. But we put Pete on this. Good job, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess he might be a little better than Ken Cosgrove, but he's so obnoxious. I feel Here's like a, I, if 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 I was writing an article and I talked to him, I I would just I, I I would just write mean things. Here's the thing: I think they went a pretty long way to set up uh, one little fantasy scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, the 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 part around it seemed a little extra forced. It feels like you could have had that scene without the whole pretense of oh the article and the newspaper and. I mean, you think you think that was all for just the his his? I know it was. Oh really? Yeah. What? Well, you know it was. I do. I did, know. Did look, did I, Matt call you up? Did Matt Weiner say, "Hey John, I just wanted to quickly check in and say that was all just for Pete's um, fantasy." I'm just gonna say maybe not everyone includes you in the mail list. Oh 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 my. Okay. No, anyway, we'll get to it. I'll be able to back that up here in a little bit. But uh, we, you know, we so we find that out. Pete heads out. Everybody knows that can't go well. Mm-hmm. And then we get back into uh, Rogers. Well, we see Don kind of going over some. Is he putting together a book? I wasn't real sure the I point think... of why we have these giant poster-sized ads uh, on his coffee table. I got to be he... honest with you. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure in that time period how large they printed things out. Uh, but uh, they're they're putting together some work, I think, all to send along um, with Pete to the New York Times, right? Is that right? Because yeah. she was talking about including the letter. Yeah, I mean, I think they they just, I mean, obviously, I don't think they think all of the work they send the, the New York, you know, the New York Times will put in, but they're going to give them a, a swath of things to choose from. Right, right. And this is where Don notices that an awful lot of it, John. Is done by Ginsburg, our good friend and and uh, and space alien. Actually, it looks like all of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> Not... the only name we see as far as the copywriter, because as he points out, with Megan gone, Peggy got absolutely buried under mm-hmm. with the Heinz, mm-hmm. and so that's been her number one priority. Oh, but I thought she was off Heinz. Peggy? Yeah. 
Oh, that's a great point. I, you know, I think that they probably worked her back on. Well, why wouldn't you put Ginsburg on Hines? Because I think that's a great. That's a that's an excellent point, Matt. Because you listen. What the f, man? Well, you want to give him a pass? No. No. <laughs> John, the minute you start giving the guy a pass, he's right? just gonna. He's you know right. Right, he's just gonna Anything walk right can, over you. He's gonna he's gonna walk all over specifically you and I, which I feel like he's already doing by including so many things we don't like in this show, namely French people, even though they're French Canadians. <laughs> but you know, that's a good point. I don't know why he would have said that about her being buried when we found out before she was taken off Heinz. Listeners, dun, dun, dun. help us, listeners. Uh, John, we're then in uh, Roger's office, and Coop comes in. Who, did you know that Cooper did not like Pete this much? Dude, nobody likes Pete. I, I think I think it's it's it, 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 it's clear that I mean, if you if you worked with Pete, would you just not be looking for for a way to screw that guy? For anybody? No, I'm specifically Pete. you. Oh, I mean, you're the nicest person I know, hands down. Okay, but would you not be like, hey, let's get him? Oh yeah, no yeah. Anything, anything to kind of get around this guy to, you know, hamster him. We would do that. Hamster him? Yep. I, I don't. I've never heard that before, but I, I really, I, I, really think that that could be the best saying I've ever heard in my life. Hamster right. him. Hamster. What is what? How? What does that exactly mean? It's a, it's a colloquialism. It, oh, okay. oh, is yeah. it local? Is it a local thing? It's a local thing. Yeah. So right. it, we, it has its own wiki page. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, John. Uh, so, so what is, what does Coop want, uh, want to, to get Pete with here? He wants, he wants to take Pete down with his Manischewitz. Uh, indeed. Uh, that's what he's got. Uh, he knows, he knows some people that know some people. The makers of Manischewitz, the world's number one kosher wine. Yeah. Are, as Roger puts it later, looking to make wine for normal people. Um, they are looking to reach out to the <laughs> non-Jewish audience and, uh, and Cooper is like, well, Roger says, why not bring this up at New Business? And, and this is where we find out. Cooper's like, why? We can do this. We don't need to have Campbell involved. So, you know, it's, it's just something else that they're trying to not involve him. Uh, this lack of cohesion at the top. Do you think this is like a downfall thing? Do you think we're no, going to see the, you know, the I, well, company crumble and hurt because of it? Here's the thing. Every time I say no, I'm wrong. So I'm going to say yes. This is going to totally destroy everything. And I, for one, uh, am getting in on the ground floor on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I want to move on to the next scene. Okay. We get, we get, we're at Don's place, John. And, you know, Sally and Megan, well, they're best buds. Yeah, they pal around. Peas and carrots, John. That's how well they get along. What, what's going on here is that um, Megan, who is an actress is trying to uh, teach uh, Sally uh, how, how, to, how to fake cry. Right. John, yeah. quick, quick question. And yep. I don't mean this to turn into banter, but John, have you, have you ever learned how to fake cry? Absolutely. Oh, you have? Yeah. How do you do it? Well, I just thought about the time that uh, fake pet fake died and I fake cried. Wait, you thought about the time that your fake pet died? Well, no, you... since it was a fake pet, it didn't really die. It fake died. <laughs> right. No, that's fair, John. I tell you what, that makes no sense. You know how I do it? 
Yeah. Onions? I, you, oh, keep, you, you cheat, right? You use like the eyedropper. I keep my eyes open as long as I can. Right. And I think of all the mean things that uh, Loose Lucy uh, 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 tweeted us. Oh, well, see, that's not fair. That would make anybody cry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> that was convincing, right? Yeah, no, I, there's absolutely like two or three people that would have thought you just tried. Whoa, 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 whoa. I might have shorted out my microphone. So many tears landed in it, John. I mean, they were fake. Yep. But uh, it's, it's smoking. Oh, you've drifted over into banter now. God, shit. Hey, guess what? Don is going into work. And what do you think of Don's work weekend outfit? I you like it, the, uh, the, I, I the like attire? It. I like his work weekend outfit. Are those cord- those aren't even corduroy pants? I, his his weekend his weekend dress is very good. It's very nice. He's always done this though. He he still kind of dresses like he always did. You know. Yeah. The sweater, the collar shirt, and pants, and just, you know, kind of like slacky pants. So here's the thing about him going into work. Did you have any problem with him going through Ginsburg's stuff? Listen, John. Why would he's I? He's the boss. Exactly. I'm the boss. I'm paying you, aren't I? Right. I mean, his work is Don's work. You know what I mean? That's true. There, there is no proprietary. He owns everything. I Don mean, we owns, all heard this story. All heard the story about the barcode. Yeah, Don so. owns every. Well, Don owns everything this guy does. So yeah, why not go through his work? I mean, the thing is, is that when it comes down to it, they're supposed to be working working together. Right. So uh, you know, whatever. But yeah, so Don Don is kind of struggling to come up with ideas. I I'm surprised. I guess. Well, no, he that's he wasn't even doing it. He wasn't there to do copy. What was he, he there to do? I think he was he was there to do more just. Paper shuffling. You know, he was there to do more administrative stuff and organizational stuff. And then he sees the the fun, the, the very literary. I thought that was pretty, you know, good with the whole, you know, animal farm, snowball, the pig, mm-hmm. snowball, the drink. And uh, I love how the one snowball is hitting Hitler. Hilarious. Across the face. Hilarious. You know, and Don gets taken with the quality of this work. And then later we'll see him trying to rekindle his copywriting his creative fire yes as it were right well done uh john but i'll tell you what happens in between that time betty monster and poor henry francis who i literally think has got a knife to his throat most days well no Uh, actually i think you're right because otherwise you wouldn't wear that turtleneck exactly he's got to hide all the scars john now we're not saying he's become a cutter okay because we know that's very sensitive subject but he does cut himself just so he can feel something they are sitting in the car and uh, the kids are supposed to come down from Don's house, right? But they're not coming. They're not coming down. They're late. And, uh, you know, they're double parked, John. You can't just be doing that. Uh, and what, they're on the upper They're on the upper east? Uh, 70, I, 73rd and Park. 73rd. Yes, it's busy. It's busy. Yep. You can't just be, you know, loitering. Is this something you see a lot? The double parking? Is John, this a big thing in New York? I, I see double parking so much, it makes me fake cry. That's the kind of that's the amount of double parking I see every day. I am sobbing all the way to work. So they're 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 in the car. He says, "Listen, just go up and get them. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a looper." And so um, and Betty, who, who hates to who hates to walk, you know, because that would burn a calorie. Uh, well, it's tough on her ankles. She's well, carrying sure. a bit more. She is. She's carrying a lot more, as it were. I don't know. Wait. I don't want to. I don't. You know, I don't want to drift into Here. fat jokes. I don't. Know. No, no, no. But this is this is why I just like this show so much is because almost every shot means something, you know. So she, before she goes in, 
She actually looks in the mirror, tries to fix her hair. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, tries to suck it in when she's, a little bit. You mean, you mean when she's standing in front of the double doors. Now, folks, I know I've made a big deal about the double door apartment <laughs> on every episode since it happened. But to be fair, look at those. They're, they're effing beautiful. They're like, and what, I, what, I, what, I, what I love the best, they don't, they, don't, they don't do these kind of things anymore. If you notice the doorknobs, they're like stars. The, the the there's the there's the knob but where the knob interfaces with the door it's like a beautiful star john yeah no it's it's stunning here's the thing john i don't i don't know if i mentioned this but i don't have double doors in my apartment and it kate. makes me it makes me feel less than yes you do i ha- well which i mentioned to kate and she pointed she pointed over to our our bedroom doors which are double french doors which is just odd to be fair <laughs> But you know she's right. We do have double doors in the apartment, but not not it doesn't have star. They don't have stars on the doorknobs. Moving well, on. But once John. she makes it through the doors, Rob, you know, sorry. so, so sorry. she that was, she's uh, looking at herself in the mirror. She's doing the dieting. She does not view herself as attractive at this point, and, and really hasn't for some time. You know, and so she walks in. But John, she, to she be does fair, does a half loop, and she sees John. Megan getting dressed, who is by all accounts attractive. Yes, very much so. But John, to be fair. Okay. Yeah. Betty may be a little overweight, but she's still a pretty lady. Not inside. Oh no. She is a similar to our Harpy Shrew friend, but on the outward appearance, she still is very lovely, though. No. No. Okay. Fair enough. John does not like fat chicks. It turns out. <laughs> well, no. I mean, that's that's the thing that she is not. She she is not happy with herself, and you know, I mean. Oh, this is true, true John. True. If you don't love yourself. Who else can love you? Thank you. I tell myself that every morning when I wake up. I think that's the mantra of this show. <laughs> anyway, uh, right. So uh, Betty is uh, watching uh, Megan get dressed. How much were you waiting for Megan to look up and see Oh, her? my God. That would have been awesome. And then, like, and, and what, what, what is Betty going to do? Be like, do-do-do, check her watch? Like, sorry. No. And she's going to get caught. That would have been amazing. But she didn't. Megan comes out and ooh, what whoa, that's not something you want to run into, am I right? I really had like I really thought Betty was gonna like launch into an all out fake seizure if she had been caught. <laughs> well, she might want to fake a heart attack. That might be more believable. Uh, <laughs> Just to as, pull his sausage as it lodged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was eating bear claws two at a time. John, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, so uh uh, Betty is, you know, they, they get the kids together. The kids all line up, and I'm serious, John. This, it, it, it's, it's like, uh, 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 what's that movie with, um, uh, uh, you know, the, with the van, the children, with all the children, and they sing the songs. Traps, the Von Trapps? The Von They line up like the, like the damn Von Trapps. And Megan says, <laughs> says, says goodbye to them all, and I, I don't know. It was a little too much for me. And it just made Betty look like, oh, man, these kids, these kids love her way more than they love me. She's thin. She's beautiful. She's young. She's nice. She's yes. not evil. No one nicknamed her. Nicks, she doesn't have monster in her nickname. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? And, you know, and, and you know, this, uh, this just really helps make the, the later scene with Betty, uh, mm. you know, not really understandable or forgivable, but no. I guess you can see where the absurd jealousy is coming from. Where the where where the where the 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 seed where the seed was planted. Yes, and then the sprouted. insanity seed was was, and then it sprouted into a horrible, ugly weed. Did you want to talk about how they left through the double doors? You know, <laughs> that's okay. 
But then we I get to Donald. No, you know what I do? No. Here's the thing. If you look at them on the, on the backside, they're black and gorgeous. Oh, you're done. I'm sorry. Because now we're now we're at Don, and Don is is he's trying to rekindle, like you said, his creativity, and it's and, not going well. And it's not good. No, it's not going well. He's having a hard time. And John, I got. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you this. I didn't like the whole devil thing at all. I I didn't. Um... Here's the thing. I liked his whole snowball, snowball in hell. I thought that was good, but the whole concept of the dark, creepy voice and just the way he sold it, I didn't think was great. I didn't think it was particularly good. What? These are kids. Why? Why, why are we having the devil like the kids? Right. I don't. I not not cool. Not maybe we're missing it. Maybe it's going to be more of a cartoony devil. You know, like mm. one of those fun devils. It didn't look that way in Stan's sketch. Yeah, but yeah, I think Stan takes his work a little serious. Fair enough. John, we get back to um, Betty Monster's house, and uh, she makes a beeline for the kitchen. And oh, my she, goodness. She, she literally, and I'm not, I, I don't think there's any way else to describe this, she literally uh, uh, attacks the ready whip, and man, goes straight at it. And well, the well here's is, the other thing. I've never seen a ready whip can completely emptied out in one session. That was amazing. Is, the whole can. True. Yeah. She's a... Uh, I mean, you can actually hear the portion that just slides into her stomach. Oh, my good God. She's a talented lady, John. You know what? If I, if I didn't know any better, I'd say she spent some time in the circus. Wow. That beard? <laughs> what? Uh, it, the, the beard is made purely of ready whip, John. <laughs> it's a ready whip beard. She actually, the reason she, she got into ready whip, she thought it was shaving cream one day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all downhill. All downhill. She, she so, cartoon but, styles licks it off her own face. You know, like a super long time, I can just yeah. lick it off. <laughs> but to be fair, so she really does. You know, she shows a moment of self restraint. She she yaks it into the sink. She kind of just gives it that that big huff, like what the hell, and uh, and we move on. Thankfully, yeah, thankfully indeed. Who's uh, the person that keeps tweeting for like the please give us a Betty episode? I hope you're happy. I don't understand that either. That's like what, and I'll say it again, that's like watching a plane crash into a train wreck. <laughs> Why do you want to see that? All the people that die every time we have a, <laughs> a petty episode is just horrifying, John. We're back in the office, in Don's office, and we're, yeah, talking, we're about, talking about the snowball pitches. Talking about ideas, John, spitballing. And, just throwing uh, things around. What do you think? You know, uh, Gins comes up and shows his snowball in the face. Makes complete sense. Everyone loves somebody getting hit in the face with a snowball, especially authority, especially in the 60s, right? Yeah. F the police. I believe that that, that was not, <laughs> that was, that was, I think I believe that was Wu-Tang Clan in the 90s. I could be wrong, though. Um, or maybe that was, it was a rapper. I'm sorry. But then Don comes out with his, um, his uh, his idea for the devil character, and the thing is, as you can really tell, that nobody likes it, but he's the boss. Exactly. So they, so they humor him, right? Oh, and, well, and they kind of humor him. Well, especially Stan. Stan is like doing the fake laugh. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> oh yeah, no. And Peggy was doing the smile. Absolutely. No, without a doubt. No, what was what was Peggy's idea? Peggy had the the camel, the desert, like people crawling through the desert. And like four of them were crawling. Three would have the thought of water. One would have the thought of a, of the snowball. It was really not good. Yeah, no, there's no joke there. There's no fun there. Oh, yeah. Pe peggers. She's overworked, to be fair. Now, Ginsburg, 
uh, his tie actually matches his pants, which I was a little disappointed by. <laughs> and I didn't vomit on sight in seeing uh, what, what he was wearing. I will say this. Yeah. Everybody's got some whiskey on the table. Everyone's having a drink. And I wish it was still like that today, John. What? Now, why is that? Nobody drinks any hard booze during any of our meetings. Maybe you can sneak a beer in. Maybe. Maybe. But, you know, everyone's just turned into kind of a a weenie. You know what I mean? (laughs) No one can handle their booze, John. All right. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Don kind of sells that idea and tells Stan and the whole team to kind of, you know, cook it up. Yeah, let's do uh, both. Run with those two. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Next thing we know, John. Yep. We're at Weight Watchers. Did you know Weight Watchers was this old? I did not know Weight Watchers was this old. I was I've, actually. Well, you, as you, you can know, thank one of your neighbors, my friend, a Brooklyn woman. Oh yeah. Kicked this off in 1963, so it was still in its infancy, but definitely rolling by this was, time. Was her name Normal Watcher? No. Okay. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this has been going on for a few years, and uh, Betty has... Now, does this strike you as uncharacteristic, that she has actually, you know, reached out to get help? I, if anything, her character would make you think that she would just stubbornly, you know, do this on her own and, you know, kind of pseudo-starve herself type of thing. But she's well, actually out in fair, class with people. Right, right. But to be fair, I mean, she has visited several psychiatrists, one being a child psychiatrist. I mean, so she has had help in the. So maybe she's just getting a little better at it now, at being like, you know what, I need help. Maybe I don't know. She's she's there with apparently somebody she's talked to on a few occasions. This Judy woman, who is uh, who who's lost a pound or so. Yeah. And um, I, I love it. They make a joke about how you know even thin people have good and bad weeks, and uh, everybody laughs but her. Oh. Doesn't really laugh. For some reason, she gets called on to stand up. And yeah. talk about her week. Oh, it gets a little dark. A little dark. So, little dark. you know, she had a bad week. She yeah. uh, saw and felt things that she'd rather not. Okay. But lost a half pound. Proud hey. of herself. Wants sure. to pat herself on the back. Don't break that arm, Betty. Good luck with that. <laughs> now, here's... I don't know if you saw the uh, the, the chalkboard behind our Witch Watcher woman here. But it, yeah. had, it had a massive list of foods that you are not to eat on their own. But they're okay in appropriate recipes. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know, I am not a cook. I don't really prepare much in the way of food. You do not. And so when I saw one of the things listed on that list was back fat, (laughs) I was a little confused. I think, well. I don't go after back fat in general. (laughs) Uh, That's not what I've heard. The thing is, is uh, I think you would use back fat. Uh, maybe as 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 a as as an additive to cooking because we all know that fat makes everything taste better, John. Right. So that's what I. This was you know. I guess you could talk about things I learned. Like back I, fat is I, a pork product. I don't think that anyone has taken handfuls of back fat. No. Eating them alone. You know, and that made me feel really good. Yeah. Sure. What? Like really? You can You can't eat avocado on its own. Yeah, that's like this is the the, the alcohol. Alcohol uh, makes sense. Listen, I learned that the hard way. So one of our one of our uh, friends tweeted during the show that he saw bacon on that list. He's like, "Is that bacon on the no eat list?" I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, here's the thing. 
Uh, just a little side note, and I know, listen, banter sucks, but I'm doing it because it's my show. I live in Brooklyn. Apparently, Weight Watchers, uh, you know, here you're in a nice room. You're kind of you're kind of in a group setting. You're not, you know, you're you're not on stage, as it were, John. Uh, where I live in Brooklyn, they've opened a, a new Weight Watchers, right? And uh, they, uh, it's you know, it's a it's it's a small storefront, obviously. Uh, but they put huge windows up front. So if you're in Weight Watchers, everyone that drives by sees you. I'm just okay. saying. I'm just saying. Where's, where, where, did, where did the heart go? Where did the, the understanding? The, the intimacy. Where did the intimacy go? I'm with you, John. Like, I can't go there and make friends anymore. Oh, man. Well, are you sure that they're going to leave it as is? Perhaps they're just going to paper the windows with pictures of thin people. <laughs> Well, speaking of thin people, uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 Jess, uh, who's their spokesperson? Moving on. This is stupid. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're then back in uh, Don and Megan's apartment, and this is what I didn't realize. Uh, she's helping her friend read for Dark Shadows, which is an awful show. John. Why are you saying that? You've never seen it. I do, do, okay, John, listen. As you know, I'm a radio man, obviously. That's why I do this show. Um, there it was. Uh, uh, there was actually a This American Life um, that they did a whole story on Dark Shadows, and this was way before the movie. Um, okay. And it, it there was about this 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 kind of uh, it has kind of a cult following, you right. know, like right. many kind of campy awful things do. And so they played some of the audio from it and kind of explained it, and it is truly a, a miserable show. They had a nice little run though. For being Surpri- a miserable show. Surprisingly, yeah, but you know, look at the time period. People were not sophisticated, right? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm sorry. You're gonna get. Gonna I'm gonna get. Some am I gonna get some letters that on one. that? We are staff at MadmenRecap.com. <laughs> just you know, just write Paul at the top, and then just lay into me, John. But yeah. Megan is running through the lines, and she is saying, much I- like my opinion, that yes. this show is crapola. That's exactly what you say. Now, did we know Julia? She looks familiar. Was she at like the birthday party? Or I bet something? you she was at the birthday party. Now yeah. you know she did not get a speaking part though. Mm-mm. But John, uh, I, I'm I'm going to let you take it from here. But it it uh, it gets a little snippy. Well, it does, and I I think understandably so. I mean, she is really trying, Julia. That is our redheaded friend to get her lines down to kind of get the 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 over the top melodrama that the the show became known for really get into it uh-huh. and instead of helping with the back and forth megan just starts to laugh uh-huh. and is like you know what this is garbage it's a soap opera and i think that she took that I, I would also be upset if i was in julia's you know place that she's you know she's probably living in a <laughs> a crap apartment in in what like hell's kitchen she's oh you know, i hope not yeah she's uh, you know she's working um, she's working as a waitress sure and when she sees Megan, who you know, who is quote unquote in the same boat as a struggling actor, mm-hmm. uh, living on a penthouse with double doors in an ivory and, tower, as it right, and uh, and she gets a little snippy, and and you know, I don't think I think Megan gets it after her initial reaction, that oh yeah, yeah you know yeah you're right yeah <laughs> you know this is this is pretty amazing the position that she's in. And she also says, like, I would kill to have that inter- that uh, callback, you know, that chance this, to rescore. Here's the thing, though. Then why are you making fun of me? You know what I'm saying, Megan? Right. Not cool, man. No. 
And now listen, I still love Megan, everybody. Don't get worried. But but I think we can see a fault here. I mean, he, he, I, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, she can have her opinion. But I think it was good of her friend. Her, you know, her friend could have just gotten mad and left. But her friend let her have it. And that's what being a friend is, John. That's right. And then, and then she doesn't storm out. She says, you know, apparently this is a good friend. She's invited over for Thanksgiving. Wants to know what to bring over. Because apparently that's the time of year we're at here. We're in November. It oh. seems kind of warm for November, does it not? You know, I didn't take the temperature. Everybody seems to be wearing long sleeves, so. Yep, global warming. Okay. What? So we got out of here, and you know, I think that was that was a that was a good scene. Well, she said, she said, she said, what can I bring? Megan says, bring something sweet. Ah. That was kind of a you know, let's let's just get past this. Let's right. be friends. You know, I, I'm I'm an ass, and I'm sorry. <laughs> But this this maybe was my favorite scene of the show here next. Hands down. Roger invites Mr. Ginsburg, uh-huh. Ginzo, into the office, and he has a side deal. He my figures, f- since he's going to do the Manischewitz work and dinner, that he wants to have some kind of a pitch to give him. But can I, can I just say my favorite part starting out? Yeah. Is that he walks into he walks into Roger's office and clearly the chair that Roger should sit in, Ginsburg just walks <laughs> in and sits down in. It oh, completely the whole, the whole oblivious. Thing, the whole thing. I mean, you know, he makes fun of the wall art. Yeah, that's true. We're like, what is this connected dots? What does it become? <laughs> and uh, you know, the Roger says, Can you keep a secret? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know, he says something to the effect that involves a dinner and a mm. murder. <laughs> no 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 i believe i believe it's correctly said murder <laughs> you know and he says like there's a wine it's called manischewitz like so you must assume i'm jewish stop talking <laughs> yeah. you know, it was <laughs> i love it i love it i mean seriously if only this scene could be the whole hour show it would and, be it'd be unstoppable no, it was <laughs> the whole thing was spectacular, and you know, again, well, you had you had somebody else is is reaching their hand into Rogers' incredibly deep pockets. Clearly, uh, all... incredibly deep pockets, as we as we find out in this episode. Man, Roger has got to stop messing up. Well, so earlier in the season, we found out that he carries apparently approximately eleven hundred dollars in his pockets. Don't you, John? I carry eleven. <laughs> Uh, and uh, you know, and so he paid Crane that much. He tried to get away with uh, four hundred for Peggy. Gives her the whole wad, so that's another eleven. He offers out two hundred to Ginsburg, to which he responds, "You wipe your ass with two hundred dollars." To which he gave him the entire wad. <laughs> now that seems like a no, wait in nineteen sixties though. That would have been a shit ton of money. Yes, <laughs> to give to give Ginsburg like straight out just because he said you wipe your ass with two hundred dollars. Right. But, I mean, if you look at the stack that he handed him, I mean, it was a lot of money. I got to start doing that, John. Accusing what? people wait, wait. of wiping their ass with $200. Oh, I thought you, you, I thought you meant wiping your ass with 200 Oh, God, no, John. Are you kidding me? That would chafe. I am I am, I'm on a shoestring here, pal. I mean, I have to crank up this computer just to record the show. Oh yeah, and I was gonna start. I was gonna start that (laughs) PayPal, but I asked our listeners to pay us back by uh, harassing someone. So I. (laughs) Hey 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 hey! That was the that was the right move. That oh thanks man, I appreciate it. And you know what? Just just for the lawyers, that was not harassment. That was just purely a a uh, a a a a gathering of people to voice an opinion. 
And apparently, Henry's opinion is that he doesn't like fish every night. Oh, my God. Poor Henry Francis. I can't. I can't even. I don't even. I just want to hug him. I want to reach through and say, you know what? We all make mistakes, man. Probably just kill yourself. Well, now, and for the, uh, you know, for the people that don't know, unfortunately, you missed out on the live tweets uh-huh. on Sunday. Uh-huh. And this, this little scene kind of really blew up because, you know, the, the whole thing is Henry talking about his job. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, Lindsay is not going to run. And that's who he got behind. And that's who he backed. And that's who he left his other job for. And he's like, you know, I think I just, I, I, I jumped ship for nothing. I got off, I, I, I backed the wrong horse. Yeah. But everybody took this as, that's what Betty's thinking right now about her horse situation. Why did she jump off the, the you know. The, the Don Clydesdale. Or, I don't think so. I don't know, think that the at Henry all. Henry Glue Factory. I would actually take that the other way. Really? The Don backed. I'm, sorry, drink. That uh, Henry backed the wrong horse with Betty. Well, Henry didn't even have another horse at the time. You, we don't know that. Yeah, we do. Damn it. Yeah, he was, he was long divorced. Yeah, he was long divorced, but there are other horses on the track, John. That's true. That's okay, true. there are other horses on the track. Hen- Henry Francis is not only fit, but he's a good-looking guy. But I think the, I think that they are right that the, the the tweeters were right on this as far as her thought process. Because don't forget, she's the one that decided to end it, despite all Don's infidelities. She's the one that flew to Reno, uh, you know, got the formal divorce, moved in with Henry, got yeah, remarried, the whole thing. Can. All right, I don't I don't know if I'm so feeling that because I mean she was very much. You know, we're going to work through this together. We're going to figure this out. We're going to do this. We're going to fix this. It's going to be great. You and me forever. Yeah, I didn't believe a word of it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we then find ourselves on the phone with Roger. And lo and behold, I could barely believe it, Jane. I know what's Jane doing? Nothing. Of course not. She's tasting. Middle, middle of the day. Rocking easy street. In bed. No one, no one can blame her for that. Uh, he, uh, Roger's calling her up saying, hey, listen, I need kind of a date to this meeting. And, uh, you know, I know, I know we separated, but, you know, I still think about you. And it would be great if we could do this. I could really use your help. We could do this. Jane says, uh, that would be, that's, a, it's nice, but uh, I kind of need a new apartment. And I kind of need you to buy it for me. And then if you do that, maybe I'll go to this dinner with you, John. If only... You or I had bargaining chips like that. And he does it. Now, of course he does. Apparently he's got, he's got a trailer of money that he just pulls behind him all the time. That's really what it feels like. It does. It doesn't it? It's insane. So he does that. But John, let us get to the next scene. And unfortunately, uh, uh, we, had, we had a listener write in. Anthony wrote in with uh, five things he's learned. And one of my most favorite... Uh, and we're finding us in this next in this next scene. Rory, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> sorry. We're gonna we're gonna clear this out. Start it again. Rory definitely knows how to show off her Gilmore Girls. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Here's I'm thing. sorry. I, I'm gonna guess that Rory was the character name. Rory was the character that uh, our friend here played in uh, the Gilmore Girls. All um, right. Thing is, is we don't we don't realize this, but uh, Pete is having a fantasy. Of uh, and what's what's her name in in this Mad Men show, John? Oh, this is Beth. Beth. Uh, this, we had a he has what we did not know a fantasy of Beth coming to visit him in uh, after she sees the article in the Times. Now, John, 
I felt a little stupid, okay? Yeah. Because this is clearly a man's fantasy, right? Right. Showing up with just a fur coat on and nothing underneath, right? That would, right. Not, that would not happen, but I was fooled, John. I was fooled like a fool. She comes in. And, uh, and, and, and she's, you know, she's, she's obviously very into the situation. And next thing we know, Pete's just laid out on the couch, um, imagining the entire thing. Yep. Like he had just gotten knocked over by Lean. Now, John, uh, this, this, this show has gotten extremely risque this season. You think so? I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna be a greasy creeper here, but I am. I think, I think we can almost pinpoint... A, uh, a costume malfunction uh, in this scene, uh, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. There was no costume malfunction. Are you sure? There's not. There's not. Maybe a little slip. No. There's not used... the tiniest of little slips. No, that's what like the double-sided stick tape is for. I don't think there's enough tape in the world, John. Yeah, the fur doesn't really stick well. Uh-uh. Yeah, exactly. You, you could get, you could maybe get the tape on the on the skin side. But on the first side, I mean, what are we gonna do? Uh, we could try Velcro, maybe. I don't there you know. Go. I'm not a. I'm not a doctor. You're a problem solver. I'm a problem solver. This is true. But John, uh, this this I don't know about you, but you know, it made me a little uncomfortable. But what what I what I found more comforting though was just what a great job Sally was doing on her family tree. <laughs> John, when did you become like the Segway master? I, there's been a like, lot of. Have you do you practice all week of like Segway opportunities? I have found some underground books. Are you taking a class? No. How are there underground Segway books? <laughs> Stupid. We're back in the we're back in the Francis kitchen, as it were, uh, and and um, and uh, Sally's working hard on her family tree, and it looks like she's doing a hell of a job, John. Well, here's the thing: I actually have to do family trees regularly well, how is this for my patients like do you, we, have, I you actually, have to draw family trees and color pencils and markers well that's the thing i mean i think it would be more fun if it was that way but no it's just you know with regular black ink and you know just going back you know uh, two generations and getting aunts and uncles and siblings uh-huh. but uh so it never looks this pretty fair enough john one thing i'd like to point out is that bobby draker <coughs> i'm gonna get there bobby draper actually has a line in the scene yeah, and it doesn't go real well. Can I watch TV? No. And then, and then he turns and looks straight in the camera and goes, I did it. <laughs> How was that, Matt? <laughs> Matt, did I do it? Yay, hooray! Now, what did you think of the whole, you know, she's saying, did you get your homework done? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And so she's going through everything. And lo and behold, we come across, come across a thrice harpooned whale. Now, was that just, uh, you know, an unhappy accident? Or, first of all, uh, I think we all know uh, Bobby Draper is an, an uh, aspiring Navy man, <clears throat> as it were. Uh, he's been reading uh, Moby Dick uh, and dreaming of harpooning a white whale, as it were. Uh, unfortunately, on the back of this harpooned white whale, well, I was wondering if, like, you know, each arrow, one arrow for each kid that could shoot uh, it into Betty, the fat Oh. Whale. Oh, she or you're saying she's the whale, John. That's unkind. That is unkind. I'm not the one that drew it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, she finds a little a little note um, to uh, to Megan from Don. Uh, I, I went to buy a light bulb when I get back. 
I'll see you better. Love I really Donna. liked how they did that with the with his voice, though. I thought that really just drove home the, you know, yeah. just kind of the well, because that's how she would hear it. Jealousy. Oh because my that, god. I, that that really just uh you know because immediately what comes next is just maybe the worst thing that <laughs> that she has done. This is I know we were talking before. Uh, you yeah, know, exactly. I was saying folks, how, let me let me just say, uh, folks. Uh, John is, uh, as I've mentioned, uh, Dr. John is, as I've mentioned many, many a time, the nicest human I've ever met. Uh, clearly, clearly much kinder than myself uh, and that harpy shrew that we were talking about earlier. But <clears throat> the thing is, uh, he said that uh, uh, he, he watches he watches a lot of sports. He does not watch a lot of dramas. He doesn't feel a lot of a lot of things for this for, for these for these fictional situations. But this this Got his blood a boiling, and he actually felt some anger. John, I want you to relive it for me. I want you to tell me about it. Let let me hear that anger come out right now. So she reads this note. She <laughs> sees the she sees kind of that tenderness that she perhaps would have longed for sure. uh, when they were together. Yeah, and now she sees her situation. Maybe a guy that she doesn't like as much. She's not happy with herself, and decides to just blow up as much as she can. Mm-hmm. And says, "Don't you know? Don't forget your first wife, uh, your dad's first wife. No, no, not me. There was somebody before me. What? And as you, you know, Sally, I think we're, we've established is like eleven. Yeah, this is not Betty's place to say this. And it, you know, there there is nothing but spite and jealousy and hatred. And she's deciding to just further screw up a kid. Exactly." You know, like, I mean, I'm just gonna mess with this child's mind, right? For you know, for my own ends. Yes. And she crumbles up the note to throw it away. And it's uh, you know, it's just you know, you're 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 trying to hurt other people, which is unfortunate, but you're doing it through hurting a a kid, which is just your just, own child. Well, your, your own, own not yeah. just a kid, John. Let's right. be fair. Right. Your, your own child. Your own child. Your own already screwed up kid. Here's the thing, because there were actually some comments towards the end of the show about like feeling sympathy and feeling sorry for Betty and her predicament and her situation, and I think that this, you know I think this one scene has pretty much done it for me as far as there's no sympathy. That's not okay. You, you don't can't, just you become... can't present me with a situation where that behavior is okay or it's not understandable. Okay. John, it's not okay, and you don't get the nickname monster in your nickname. You don't get that portion without being. A true monster, and Betty Monster is taking it to the to next it. level. She lived up to it every single time she's on the show, John. But you know what? First of all, I want you to calm down, okay, buddy? Because it's getting a little hot in here, okay? Right, I'm gonna count to ten. I want you just to calm it down. I'm gonna take us into the next scene because honestly, I don't want you to throw the microphone, okay? Okay. Next thing we know, we're back in the office, and everyone's gathered around the table, and we're looking at. The two options for the uh, for the uh, snow cone folks, and uh, everyone laughs at Ginsburg's. Uh, there's a great illustration of uh, the cop getting a hit in the face with a snowball, and then options of different people, and uh, <laughs> which I don't understand. Do we really need to hit Native Americans in the face with snowballs? Have we not done enough? Uh, and, and and pigs. <laughs> And pigs, which I agree makes no sense, but is still funny. It's funny. And then, is that Margaret Thatcher? I think it's uh, supposed to be a teacher. Okay, a teacher. And then I'd, is that Johnny Carson there on the far on the far left? I don't know. 
uh, <laughs> I think maybe maybe just 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 a just a, a maybe a principle if it were if 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 it were, um, and then we see Don's. Uh, this could change everything with Satan. Here's what I don't get. Why are the account men weighing in on this? When This has never happened. Yeah, we've never seen it happen, but it happens. Okay. I mean, because they're going to go, they're going to go to the meeting, so you're right. going to show them what you're going to be talking about because they have to, you know, kind of set things up sometimes. Well, that's fine, but why are you getting their opinions? They, no, no, no. You don't ask them. They just give them. Oh. You know what I mean? I see. Everyone gives their damn opinion. And if you noticed, they just love both of them because they're stupid. Because <laughs> they're, they're accountant. They're not creative. Yeah, exactly. They're just, they're just they're, listen, I got, I'm just going to sell both of these. I love everything. Um, when uh, clearly uh, the snowball one, way better. Here's the thing. Now, if you, if, you, if you go to minute 2154, right? Yep. They've got them both on the table. Is the cop not the dad from the Wonder Years? Looks just like him. Let's see. Oh, right. Yeah. Total. Wow. Yeah. Creeping me out, John. Creeping me out. Uh, do we then? Oh, we don't go to the cab because the cab is the cab is my favorite scene. But anyway, everyone loves it, uh, and they head out the door. Uh, oh, and uh, Don tells them to put it in color, so they're not heading to the meeting right now. But they just kind of did a quick little kind of little little meetup, get everybody on the uh, on on the same page for the two options they're going forward with. Next thing you know, we are back at the Draper household, and Don is taken off um, with the with the boys, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, boys night out. Trying to say goodbye to uh, Sally, and Sally is given the cold shoulder and does not even answer many a time. Well, here's the thing, you know, we had hoped that. The, the monster gene was recessive, but mm -hmm. instead it decides to express itself here. Well, John, uh, number one, uh, I don't think we can blame her. She's, uh, she's feeling very hurt and, and betrayed. Number two, the girl's got a sharp tongue, John. This girl can, this girl can let you have it. Yeah. No, she, she, I mean, she was, she was just very sharp, and I guess, and, and, you know, she's a kid, so I guess yeah. you shouldn't expect it to necessarily be reasonable. I'll tell you this, John. I didn't have any good zingers when I was a kid. Now I don't remember. Uh, maybe, maybe our our, our 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 parents can write in because they were the only only ones I would remember. But did I ever have any zingers like this? No, Jeez. you you. I mean, you were the king of fart jokes. Oh yeah, that, that's what you had to to this day. <laughs> Seriously, but no zingers at no. this age. And she totally totally zings the whole fake cry thing. Yeah. And I and I had to I had to give a slow clap. Well, here's the one. I, here's the thing I didn't understand is when uh, when Megan. Oh, you can continue the slow clap. That, that's going to take a while to ramp up. But when uh, when when Megan said, "Who told you that?" and Sally goes, "Somebody who doesn't lie to me." Like really, mm. really, really, really. Oh yeah, Sally. Booyah. Have you been around the last five seasons? Well, right. But I mean, she had to. She had to. She had to use something. I mean, she's just zinging, John. Zinging. Oh, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, no, she. she she knows that the monster lies to her. Yeah, yeah. But, no, she's, just, she's pulling him out of her zing wallet. Yeah. <laughs> her zing, zing tool. Her zing, her zing pencil case. Her z, are you, you going to go fake cry now? Her zing purse. Yes. Her zing pouch. My zing backpack. Wow. My zing, my zing pack. When, when, him out hit, of my when zing did pack. we land in Austin Powers world? I'm sorry. All right, so God, we get I'm back sorry. to Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. Yeah. And uh, apparently 
it's better to maintain than to gain. And that true, is John. where that is where Betty Monster finds herself. So yeah, apparently the um, yeah, apparently hate actually weighs a half pound. This is true. It does. John, one other thing I noticed on the chalkboard. Do you really have to write the things you shouldn't eat, one of them being apple pie? Does that not just seem obvious? Yeah, well, but yeah, I guess. Like, 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 is one of the ladies in the back like going to raise her hand and be like, uh, uh, I c- apple pie's good, right? I can, no? You're going to write that up there? Okay. Where are we on fudge? <laughs> <laughs> what what about a back fat covered in gravy that's good right i don't know i don't i listen i wasn't i wasn't there in the 60s maybe you could do that portion control yep that's true just 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 one hand scoop of back fat with just a little drizzle of gravy on it is fine john i tell you it's what you, you take that just right in a bowl you drizzle some ready whip on top <laughs> oh fantastic but you now, do you have a thing. treat we get a great, uh, we get a great couple interaction here, don't you oh, yeah. think? Yeah. You know, this is it's not a surprise for Don to just fly off the handle. This is what he does. He's an emotional guy. Mm-hmm. But clearly, Megan's been thinking about this all day. You know, so she has that she has that benefit. Yeah. That she kind of could plan this a little bit. You know, she had planned this little poisoning us from fifty miles. She'd said that in her head a few times. I know, but it was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. She so, told, somehow totally diffuses Don every time, and that was brilliant. And but because because we know she's a talented, uh, she's, she's she's a talented lady, John. She can come up with good sayings. Am I right? Right, and I think that you know, I think that what Sally heard was educational for her. You know, I sure. think that, that you know, of course, you never want to hear people fight. No, but you know, she heard that part about the poisoning and how. Well, you know, maybe maybe mommy wasn't helping me out so much anyways. Exactly. And she, she then remembers, oh, wait a minute. It's Betty Monster, not Betty Mommy. Am I right? Right. Thank you. Uh, John, we then uh, go back to the office. Of course, um, Peggy is, is working late because why would she go home ever? And uh, Ginsburg comes in and she says, you know, what are you doing here? And, of course, he spills the beans. Because uh, he can't keep a secret. But you know what? To be fair, he told us he couldn't. He told him, yeah. He said, I can't do it. I now, can't keep thing. a secret. I don't, I don't see this as a legitimate slight from Peggy. You know, I mean, this was... No, for, not at all. For her to get kind of miffed was just... I, I don't get it. Well, it's here's the thing. It, it, it's, all, it's almost in a similar way, as for a similar reason that Don gets uh, kind of jealous over... Ginsburg having like you know better ideas you know it's like you you've you've kind of put yourself in a certain uh level right and when right. Some, someone starts to chip away at that uh, it's upsetting all right and I think we're seeing that with both uh Peggy and Don here uh with with Ginsburg because clearly he's from outer space and his intelligence is uh is it's a pretty high level yeah, those Martians, they got it. I'll tell you what, they, they know they know shit, as they say. So here's the thing. I think they just, in this next scene, they just decided to kind of finalize the wrap-up on the whole New York Times thing. But again, it seems like a long way to go for that little three-second fantasy scene. 
you know, because they don't mention them in the New York Times, which means that now she can't show up in a fur coat and no shirt because she did not see the New York Times article about him. This is true. John, um, if we could just back up a little bit. Uh, what, Don, what? Is, uh, Don is awoken at his apartment uh, by uh, one Pete Campbell calling. He does not say good morning, John. He does not. He just says, we didn't even get in the paper. Don goes out into the living room, picks up the paper, and indeed, John, they're not in it. Um, but Don, nobody else had anything to do with this. Pete was the only guy. Exactly. And here's the other thing. I don't think Don really cares. No. He's like, okay, stupid. What are you calling me for in the, in the, on Sunday morning? Well, and that's your the thing. fault. You're the one that didn't get us in. Well, and that's the thing is Pete takes a swipe at him, which seemed just, uh, again, absurd. Don says something to the effect of, you know, I don't really care. And mm-hmm. Pete snaps at him. Well, maybe that's the problem. Come on. It had nothing to do with any of this. Uh, again, just a, a little kind of overreaching. Hey, but, hey, hey, Pete. Uh, remember that time when uh, we were struggling in the firm and you needed to cough, it up, cough up 50 grand? And, uh, yeah, I double coughed and did your portion for you. Well, no, yeah. but you, you can't start doing that because then Pete can go, yeah, oh, yeah, you remember the whole National Aeronautics had to turn down $3 million because of, what, your second name? I mean, they, they got each other there. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Pete, uh, do you remember what Joy looked like? Joy? Okay. Wasn't, wasn't, that the, wasn't that who he ran away with in California? Yeah that's, yeah, that's who Don ran away with. Yeah, maybe I'll show you a picture sometime. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep it going. Uh, then, uh, then uh, Don uh, hangs up the phone uh, and has a little a little talk with uh, Sally Draper. How'd you like this? The I thought it was daughter. great. He was he was he was extremely honest with her. He told her he just laid it out, uh, and, and you know said that that, that you know he, he kind of reiterated what uh, Megan said. But I feel like you know he, he's he's kind of putting. Uh, Sally on a, uh, a, I wouldn't say adult, but a, a more mature uh, uh, playing field. And, I mean, that's what she wants, and, and it's what she's ready for. And I think it helps it helps her understand what's happening. Because if, if they just kept saying, oh, you're a little girl, and, you know, don't worry about it, she's, she's just going to make her more cray. Right, right, which is crazy to everyone oh, else. Oh, I'm sorry. I have this thing where I just like to say parts of words. Uh, but either way, uh, it seems to work. It seems to diffuse the situation. And then he says, go hang up the phone in my room. But I also like how he doesn't let her get away with the behavior. He's like, no. well, you, you can't act like that. You're going to apologize to her. Yeah. And, and, and she says, okay. You know, she's good with that since he has treated her in yeah. this fashion. Exactly. So I, I agree. I thought it was a really, really good interaction. Good move, John. The next scene. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about Cray, okay? Okay. If you want to, uh, we got Roger and Peggy in the elevator, and Peggy is just miffed that he asked uh, Ginsburg to do to do this Manischewitz job and not her. And I think we'll all come down on Roger's side. He Pretty was much. Just, he was just the right guy to do it. Just would you relax? Yeah, I love. What were we married? Yeah. That no, it got a, it got like un, un unneedingly just kind of ugly, and right. it was kind of all her, and it was kind of stupid. I'm sorry, kind of kittens, right? Yeah. Um, we then find ourselves in the cab with Don and uh, and our account guys, 
and he's looking at uh, he's looking at the two options, and uh, kind of like give uh, these I don't know, and then the uh, 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 Cosgrove and uh, the guy I sound like Crane. Crane. Crane, get out of the cab. And Don leaves the snowball in the cop's face in the cab. And the cabbie's like, I don't want this. Yeah, exactly. It's hilarious, and I would buy it if I was a if I was a company that sold <laughs> snow cones. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but here's the thing. I mean, this seems really awful, uh, but uh, I think this happens all the time in one way or another. The other option doesn't ever get left in the cab necessarily, but listen, the boss always, always sells his idea before anybody else's. And it's just human nature. You can't even be mad about it. When you're the boss, you can sell your idea. But beyond that, the boss is always going to sell his idea first. So, I mean, Ginsburg is upset, and maybe he's got the better idea, but it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? No, I mean, because this is the business part of it. Well, this is just the reality of it. I, it's not It's not particularly good business. It never is. You should step away and say, which is the better idea, and that's what I'll sell. But that never happens, ever. I mean, unless it's just, like, blatantly, you know, one is, you know, really shitty. Well, but that's and, the point, is that as long as this selling continues, then, like you said, the boss gets to feed his own prerogative. If he, well, lo- you know, if he loses three or four, you know, consecutive clients because he's trying to sell his idea... Yeah. He won't be the boss very long. Well, in Don's case, he will. But, right. I mean, I think it was more, it was more the fact that, uh, you know, this is, this, is just, this is just how it goes. And it's always like this. So, Ginsburg better, better get used to it. Because it's not going to stop. We then find ourselves at the, at the uh, Francis household. And, and, uh, and uh, Sally comes in to talk to Betty. And uh, Betty kind of asks, "Oh, how do things go with the, you know, with the thing I told you and the and the fight I tried to start?" And Sally Draper redeems herself in a fashion that none of us were ready for by just shutting her down, snowballing her, if you will. Wow, this was, yeah. it was spectacular. But what again? This is this is just a disgusting scene. You know, uh, Betty was dying to hear mm-hmm. of destructive news mm-hmm. i mean she was almost practically hoping that sally would be in tears mm-hmm. it's just like what again the whole monster thing perhaps we can come up with it di- maybe that's not enough to be fair though yeah i think betty has lost a little bit of weight from when we saw fat betty oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think she's yeah she's she's doing a great job you know what if, if it's to be it's up to me did you see the, the, the poster we had on the Facebook where someone rewrote uh, Black Betty and made it Fat Betty, the song? No. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I'm so sad I'm not on Facebook anymore just for our fans. Our fans are hilarious. Yeah, it, was, it was a pretty good effort. Yes. Oh, yeah, what was it like? You know, oh, Fat Betty, bam a lamb it, uh, <laughs> it was pretty spectacular. I absolutely they, love it. But yeah, not 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 uh, not in the super fat suit. They've moved they've moved one level down. But yeah, yeah. S- Sally absolutely just uh, just kills this. Uh, it it sends Betty Monster into the rage of knocking pasta off the table. Shockwaves, John. Yep. Shockwaves. Uh, we then find ourselves at some kind of tiki dinner with yeah with uh, the Rosenbergs. With the Rosenbergs and 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 Jane is there, and I th- I do think it is it is spectacularly odd that he's not sitting next to Jane. 
You do. Like, why did we do this, like, catty corner seating situation? Boy, girl, girl, boy. Yeah. Stupid. Weird. Weird. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't know. Um, but, that, you know, uh, Roger's laying it on pretty thick, as always, being extremely charming and uh, trying to get this business. And I think the crux of this scene, though, is that um, the son comes in. And, John, if you can tell me his name. Oh, that'd be Bernie Rosenberg. Bernie Rosenberg comes in, quite a dashing uh, young man, yeah. and literally immediately starts putting the moves on Jane. We find out that Jane is indeed Jewish. Yes. Did we know that already? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't, but uh, uh, he she, was... She looks great. What do you think about her, her ensemble here with the, the giant uh, necklace? The, the I thought she looked really good. She always looks great. I mean, that's that's her that's her thing. I mean... To, to be fair, it does look like a bedazzler exploded all over her. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's not my taste. I mean, she's obviously a beautiful lady. Uh, the necklace is a little heavy as well. I don't, know if, I don't know if I would have doubled up like that. And to be fair, I'm not a lady who wears necklaces. But <laughs> uh, I feel like, I feel like the, uh, the, the, the dress is doing all your sparkle. You might want to go. You you might want to tone down the necklace just a little bit. But unfortunately, uh, we don't have our fashion editor here to uh, back me up on this. The earrings are also uh, uh, rather large and spectacular. I, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm I'm a bit overwhelmed by all of it. It it can be overwhelming. As was Roger's pitch of the, of the of of the idea with the the bus. Now I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, that I, was I probably the best idea in this episode. And uh, I think I think the the family was pretty taken with it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So. Um, we then find ourselves back in the office. Everyone's drinking Rheingold, which is um, New York's cheapest beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It, it's, it's you know I, I know I said this on another episode, but I have not. I keep my eye out for it. I don't even see it anymore. When I first moved to the city, it was everywhere. And I'm, I just, I don't know. I'm going to get it, folks. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to go out, not this weekend, next weekend. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be on the hunt for Rheingold and I'll, I'll tweet a pic when I get one. You'll just see my hand with some Rheingold. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we find out here, uh, the guys get back from the, uh, from the pitch. You know what? We sold it. They loved it. It was amazing. The whole devil thing. And what, what do you do? And, uh, oh, my God. Well, did, did, you, did you show? Did you show the snowball in the cop's face what I did? Oh, no. Uh, Don, <laughs> Don left it in the cab. Oh, what? Not good, John. Not, he should have just said, you know, yeah, they didn't like it. Or they didn't, you know, they liked, the, they liked the devil better. But, no, Don left it in the cab, as it were. Well, and, and, uh, you know, I think we see the, whatever harmony may exist, which, of course, there is none, is cracking. You know, because Peggy gets a nice... Uh, big smile oh this. she takes a little satisfaction after feeling you know again a little bit of a slight that roger went with ginsburg now she yeah. sees ginsburg's material it's not like it failed it never had a chance to succeed but you know he didn't succeed here and uh, and she takes some delight in that which again that's too bad i love how stan could carry their way right right stan, no, how, stan, how great the, is stan stan never has a dog in any fight like, what? <laughs> know what I mean? I'm like, okay. Well, hey, whatever. Well, he's going to be worthless this, this evening. Oh, my God. I love him. We, uh, uh, can, can, can I move on to the next thing with Roger and Jane? 
Yeah, we're in a cab or something. We're in a cab. We got a got a fur coat on, and uh, and Roger says, you know, thanks a lot for helping me out tonight. Uh, you know, while we're out, Jane, uh, could I see the new apartment? But but he also expresses his jealousy. Oh yeah. You know, he's like, well, are you going to call Bernie in two days? Yeah. Tell geez. him we're separated. No, no, no. Tell him we're still together at least. Yeah, you got to help me make the sale. But exactly. you know, I guess that's the thing. You know, he he was so game on this mutual split. Yeah. After their little acid trip, that you know, I mean, was 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 he taking it as some kind of personal slight that he's old and unattractive with him I mean, I, hitting on her? I mean, what, what was there some layer I mean, of I think, offense? I think either way, you know, like no one is completely uh, oblivious or you know, uh, uh, un unaffected by that right like even though yes he doesn't want to get back together with jane clearly but still you're affected by some younger guy who's better looking coming in and you know being maybe a little more charming she's a little more interested i don't know so they go back to the uh to the, to the new apartment john and i don't know if they're just running low on set money or what but it literally looks like don's apartment with all the stuff removed Right. Uh, I don't want to bring up the double doors again, but there are double doors on this apartment too. What is everyone doing? I want to. I want to live in this upper echelon of folks who get double doors on their apartment. I mean, it's so easy to move in, John. It was you know, a different. Easy, it was get a, a different couch time. in there. You just. A, you, you. I mean, you, you get whatever couch size you want. It just breeze right through those doors. <laughs> this is incredible. All your sculptures, they get in no problem. Just saying, I just the dream of double doors is one that I cannot let go, and everyone's got them but me. That was a real shame when you had to sell all those sculptures when you moved last time. <laughs> all my sculptures, yes, I had to get rid of all my rodents. I got did not was not able to keep any of them. I had I had some really beautiful pieces, but here's the thing, John. Uh, yeah. Speaking of beautiful pieces, um, Roger uh, in a in a drunken state, and I think in a, in a, in, a, in a state of. Uh, just wanted to see if he still can. Uh, makes a move on 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 poor Jane. Well, and here's the thing: she she had just told us earlier that like the memories with Roger were holding her back at the current place. That's why mm-hmm. she wanted to start a new life. Yep. There's the moment right there when she doesn't say stop, but she you know she kind of puts puts uh, you know pumps the brakes just a little bit. Okay, pumping the brakes. Now here's the thing: I mean, where where is her responsibility to be like no, you know no don't want to do this i mean i think i think her i think i think people would argue that her responsibility uh, she has less responsibility because uh she i think she didn't outwardly want to give up on the relationship as much as roger just was ready to check out you know so if but roger's I mean, the one on that she said she did she just right. didn't want to say it well i don't know i think she had more hope that potentially maybe things would get better again was roger was more eager to just be like let's call it Let's call it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so I think it is more his responsibility to say, you know what, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, st- I'm, I'm gonna take that pump of brakes to heart. I'm gonna step away and, 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 and thank you very much. Gotcha. Uh, but, but, but indeed they don't, and we see them the next morning. Um, yeah, having, uh, having participated in, in, in some type of intercourse, John. <laughs> some type. <laughs> Thank you for narrowing that down. I don't know. I'm an idiot. Uh, but, she's, we, but she's very sad. You know, she's. Wait, like, we're no, we're, no, we're not there, John. We're on the no, train. No, I'm, we're on I'm the going train there. With Pete. We, I don't we'll care. Do no, I'm minute. stopping I'm... you. I listen. It's my show. <laughs> Shut up. I'm sorry, folks. I got mad again, John. Accept my apology. I, I do. Okay, we're on the train with Pete and that idiot 
that he's always riding with. Yeah, Howard. And yeah, Beth, Howie. Beth's husband. Howie is saying, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna soak up as much time as I can in the city before I have to come back and spend uh, Thanksgiving with my with my damn family." <laughs> and Pete's like, "You know what, pal? How would you like it? I mean, you know what? I'll do you a favor. You stay in the city with your with your whore, and I'll go over to your house and screw your wife. How's that sound, pal?" You know, I really thought that the, after the the first fantasy, I thought this was another fantasy, and then we were just gonna flash to just you know Pete. Sitting there looking grumpy. Crying. Yeah, crying. <laughs> uh, so uh, he says this to Howie, and Howie just kind of laughs at him. Well, no, he's like, good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cold, hard bitch you got there, pal. Uh, we then find ourselves in the elevator with Don and Gins, and Gins kind of lays it on Don, one of my favorite scenes in the episode, uh, where um, – they end up with, uh, with uh, Ginsburg saying that he feels sorry for Don, and Don lays on the line of the century. Uh, I, don't uh, think, I don't think about you at all. Go! Bam! I want to use that. Yeah, no, but it, it was, uh, you know, because Ginsburg also makes the, the statement, you know, that's fine, you do whatever you want to do. I, I got a million ideas. I got a million yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Don, again, just a great line. Well, that's, that's great that you work for me. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Oh, man, he just crushes. I mean, to be fair, he's still got it because he crushes Ginberg up and down the block on that one. Well, and we, we know that they work on the same floor. So this is what I didn't understand how. Yeah, that was a little weird. Was Ginsburg just so taken aback that he couldn't even get off the get off the elevator? Maybe. I don't know. Right. He's just going to take it up to the Time Life uh, restaurant and have a drink. I mean, let's let's jump back to uh, to Jane's new apartment, uh, which is awesome, by the way. Another awesome apartment. Well, here's the thing. Before you get there, since, since you put the brakes on me, when they show Don kind of walking down the hall, kind of mm-hmm. he, he kind of breaks out like his Denzel strut. It was yeah, sure. sho- the shoulder shimmy. I mean, okay. are, are we starting to like? Are we getting back? You know, is this the whole revert? Are we getting back to old Don? You know, drinking Don, womanizing Don. You know, kind of. I don't know why. Don. Listen, I'm tired of seeing this. I see this in the, all the emails. I see this in all the. the, the, the no, like the all, the reason he was such a mess is because he was married to Peggy. He. I'm sorry. Oh man. You're doing better. You do. Everybody. I, am, knows I mean, you're I trying. am. Yeah, I'm you, trying really hard. You man. want to make sure that our listeners aren't drunk before the show's over? Yeah. Sure. Um, okay. Rewind that. Here we go. The reason he was a mess before is because he was married to Betty, right? Right. Now, that part of his life is under control, and there's not a problem there. So I don't see why we all think he's going to slide back into that same situation where that part of his life is now stable. That's fair. Okay, thank you, because I'm tired. If one more person writes in and says that, we're going to do the show again next week. Uh, <laughs> so, so we're, we're, we're in, Jane's, uh, we're, we're in uh, uh, Jane's awesome apartment. God, those windows are gigantic. I would just I would just stand there and look out those windows. They're amazing. Uh, and uh, Roger comes out. He's kind of he's kind of uh, put himself back together a little bit. And uh, she is on the couch, one ugly couch, looking uh, looking uh, pretty distraught, John. Yeah, she's clearly uh, unclothed. Uh, she's wrapped her in her coat from last night, and she lets uh, she lets Roger know that you know what, man, you've ruined this now. I was moving on with my life, and now you came in here and took a giant dump on it. Thanks, pal. Well, you know, I was talking. I've been talking to uh, some of the other listeners, and, and one of the things that people like about Roger is that he's unapologetic for 
who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he he does what he does, and that's who he is. And he just goes about his his world. Mm-hmm. And so here he actually does apologize, and it just based on everything he's done in the past, I just didn't even believe it. It's like, well, you know, you're acting this way, so I guess I'll say I'm sorry and leave. Oh no, I thought I thought he he really did feel bad, but I mean, you know. I don't know. I think Roger's learning more about himself as these seasons go on. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he wrote a book. Okay, that's not what I mean. Uh, lastly, we get uh, we get to uh, back to the Draper household, and uh, it looks as if Megan is setting up for Thanksgiving. Uh, and it's it's apparently hot in the apartment, John. Uh, Don goes to open those beautiful double sliding glass doors, and Megan says, "Hold on, hold on, pal." There's a smog warning outside. Don't open those doors. I don't want that crap in here. Which I thought was, uh, you know, we've talked about in the past how they're kind of showing the uh, the decay, not so slow decay of New York in these uh, in, in in this season. And uh, this is definitely one of those times. Oh, I, I took that a different way. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was more, you know, metaphorical that you know Megan is really kind of the caretaker of this household. And just like she kept the poison of Betty Monster out of that house, you know, she's keeping all poisons, all bad things out of their house. I mean, listen, if you want to go and put meaning to everything, John, yep, that was great. Thank you. If you want to just, if you want to get on the Paul train, right. you just, it's oh. just that you want to keep smog out of your house, for Christ's sake. And New York is in a, uh, a, a disgusting decay of uh of you know the uh the the uh the, the <laughs> and the moving on thing. i'm just gonna take a guess to that yeah that, just that, yeah that take guess at what i was gonna i couldn't isn't, isn't gonna run on time very often <laughs> no so we've I'm actually hold off no, on the it, you train. know what it's completely derailed and uh it will be sending your money back here uh at any moment John, our last scene, and this show is now an hour and a half. I'm exhausted. Uh, we're, we're at Thanksgiving at the saddest place on earth, the Francis household. It's just dark. Oh, my it, God, I'd got, kill like, myself. The giant table. The giant table is the best part. And, uh, of course, uh, Betty is thankful for everything she's got because it's better than everybody else's. Which couldn't be just more of a lie. But well, I, oh, and you, also more of the this? truth. Did hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to punch you in the face. Stop. I'm going to punch you in the face. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> good, good. So I was going to say, did you catch that when they, right when Bobby, who has another line, says, hey, we got to say what we're thankful for. Yeah. Sally, Sally jumps in with, what? She's hungry. Like, oh, oh, man. Oh. Zing! Out of her zing backpack, <laughs> she pulled that one out of, out of the zingbo in her hair and just hurled it at Betty. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, my my other favorite part was um, the shot of Betty's plate being just like three, you know, like three scoops of some food. Right. And when she when she had her one spoonful of stuffing, right? It was it was almost as, it was a it was a religious experience. Well, but it was because she takes that one spoonful, puts it in her mouth, and it, like and this is this is I guess this is where people are maybe saying they're sad for her, but she's just a miserable person, and this is the only place that she has any kind of joy, is what she puts in her mouth. You know, like her the rest of her life, she feels is just absolutely awful. She but, will be John. Yep, eat, eating her feelings. 
She, yes, eating her feelings. As it were. Very good. My goodness, is the show over yet, for Christ's sake? The episode is. Oh, my God. Yeah, but our show goes for, what, another 40 minutes? <laughs> Oh, I think we'll take it easy on them. All right, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna open we're, we're gonna no bones about this. We're gonna open the mailbag. We're gonna get this going, John. Boom, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, we got a bunch here. Uh, friend Dan in Seattle writes in. Just wanted to say that I've really enjoyed the podcast. Like many have said, uh, at the point where my madman experience just isn't complete without some Paul and John to process it for me. Sure. Thanks for all the work that you do. Well, I'm deeply disappointed to get caught in the no T-shirts for Dan's clause. It's a rule we've had (laughs) since we started the show. It was a lot of fun to get a shout-out for the previous comment. Take care. Thank you, Dan. Sure. Uh, We get one from our friend James. James writes in, Hi, uh, Dr. John. I heard in last week's podcast that the lady who normally does uh, Douche Magazine was sounding like she was giving up the mantle. I hope she will continue to work on the cover. Just to let you know, we are working right now with co-editors of the Douche Magazine. And as he points out, lots of options from the face-burning colors of Ginsburg attire mm-hmm. to the uh, you know Aztec bowling wear of oh. previous episodes. There are yes. so many possibilities. So, so yes, uh, James and our, our original editor-in-chief, uh, Lexi, uh, they are both well aware that they are welcome to submit covers at any time. Thank you so any much. Any time. We got some Ohio representation. John in Cincinnati okay, uh, writes in that Don, Pete, Roger, Lane, Greg, they all want a wife that is somebody that they can control, somebody subservient um, and thrilled to be in that position. But, look, that's just not how it's going right now. Uh, nope. the, you know, these women are, are whole people, and the ideal of marriage that the guys had, that's not how it is. Um, but uh, also writes in that... Uh, I guess inadequacy was the theme of this episode, Betty, Roger, Don, they're all feeling older, unattractive, insecure, and they're all taking dumps in different Hojo pools. <laughs> I saw that. That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> although I think Don was the most justified. Uh, his pitch was better, showing an appreciation of the product rather than contempt. Who wants to get hit in the face? I mean, I don't know about that. I don't agree with that at all. Right. Uh, Gisbert acted amazed that Don could still get an idea without taking a Viagra first. Hilarious. Ginsburg has the same attitude as that little punk that Peggy fired, our friend Joey. I don't think that's the, the case either. Um, but uh, so thank you very much, John. Our friend Angela writes in, says, This stay-at-home mom wants to thank you so much for the oh-so-entertaining podcast. I used to dread Wednesdays because that's the day I vacuum and mop my floors. But now I look forward to doing that because I listen to you guys while I clean my floors. I can't believe that makes that better, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was dying laughing last week with all the Mr. Belding talk, the Pete Smitten kitten, and your definition of sexcapades. Thank you for the research and for your witty banter. My husband doesn't watch Mad Men, the heathen, but I often replay parts of your podcast to him just for the sheer laughter. I'm I'm curious, does he laugh since he doesn't watch Mad Men? John, Um, we, we transcend. We transcend as, the, as it were. the TV show that we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wanted to point out, now I have this recorded, but I haven't watched it. A lot of people mentioned this, that uh, the, the whole cast was interviewed on the Actors Studio on Monday night, May 14th, just the other night. So I have it recorded. Did you see it? I didn't see it. I don't. I don't. I didn't. I don't. I didn't. All right. Okay. So I, I'm hoping to get a, a look-see, and maybe we can uh, make a comment next time. But uh, we got we got a friend in Mer- uh, named Merrick from New York, your area. Okay. Uh, oh, I know Merrick. All right. You know the person Merrick. 
No, I don't. All right. Like many others, I wanted to thank you both for adding the pleasure of watching Mad Men. From the basic recaps, the winning insights, the sibling back and forth, and even the ice chewing, you really take my enjoyment of the show to the next level. And I don't care where iTunes put you. You are the original and far and away the best of the Mad Men podcasts. Thank you. Thank you, Merrick. I learned this week that uh, the title should have been The Furies, because hell hath no fury like a teenager scorned with Sally, like a copywriter scorned like Ginsburg, and an ex-wife scorned like Betty. Oh, well done. Um, yes, yes. Well done. It always comes in threes, doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, he tried, He tried. I guess a, well, a couple people have said that the email has bounced them back, but thank you for sticking with it. Uh, he had tried earlier to write about the mystery date one when oh, yeah? uh, Roger has been you know, having just a lot of money in his pocket. With, yeah. And we talked about this before, giving the money to everybody in, in the apartment to Jane. Um, and he also notes that he has really uh, liked... The Stan, stuff. Stan's the best. Stan's Stan, the best. He, he Hands is. down. He he was he seemed like a blowhard at the very beginning. He's the best, and and he's doing great. So thank you, Merrick. Appreciate it. Uh, our friend Aisha writes in. Uh, still, so Betty still hasn't lost any weight, huh? Thought by now she would have at least been in the smaller fat suit. Come on, I have to say, I think they got I, her yeah. the smaller fat suit. They did. They get her the smaller fat suit. Yeah. I guess she is still eating her feelings. Well, we all do. Uh, Aisha states that she's she's actually. Um, been to the, the Weight Watchers and that the facilitator speech is identical to what it was then. Oh, nice. Um, notes that it felt good to see Betty have her little angry fit after she saw her plan didn't work. I agree. Oh, I loved it. What was the, uh, what was the, again, what was the meaning of the harpooned whale Bobby drawing? Is that supposed to be Betty? I think, of course, all he didn't, all he did was just not write Betty across the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Don and Megan handled the wife uh, fiasco well, and thanks to Megan, I think is what we're seeing here. Yeah. Uh, we got one from our friend Jen. Did you catch Don's slacks and shirt? He was working late in on Saturday. This is why I asked you, saying he, th- she thought it looked like he had raided Stan Rizzo's closet. Okay, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. If you raid Stan's closet, literally, you're wearing almost hot pants. The guy's <laughs> pants are so tight, it's ridiculous. Don did not raid that closet. He, he, could, he, he could breathe, as it were. Now, she also asked, were those S&H green stamps that Betty brought in with the groceries? There's a little flat, uh, some paper on the countertop that I couldn't make out. I had never heard of this before she mentioned them. Have you heard of this, the S&H? Apparently, no. it's like, like the original rewards program. You buy groceries, you get these collectible stamps. You can use the stamps to cash in uh, for certain goods at other stores. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. Good catch. Learning something. Very nice. For real, yeah. Says, can't wait for the next podcast. Lomax writes in, hey, guys, just want to let you know that this is one hell of a podcast. Thank you. Some podcasts consider themselves official or unofficial, informed or uninformed, but you guys succeed in being both. That's right. Joking, of course. You both bring unique perspectives that make for an informative and entertaining podcast. Haven't watched this week's episode yet, but I wanted to run a thought by you from last week, the scene where Megan leaves Don, and Don goes for the elevator but finds the empty shaft. He was wondering, do you think he was running out to meet some lady friend? Guys, this is what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's your stance on that one. Yeah. That would be a no. Uh, we, got, we got one just now from our friend uh, Anthony. Writes in, loves your podcast. I appreciate you both taking the time out to recap the show. Mad Men's a fun show to discuss, and since I'm currently living in the shithole called Florida, it's nice to hear discussion about an intelligent show rather than people yapping about some stupid-ass show about singing and dancing. But I'm not bitter. I've learned five things. Whipped cream tastes, 
much better shotguns. <laughs> True. Uh, the Jews want to sell their wine to normal people. Loyalty is a bitch. Bobby Five should be. <laughs> Bobby Five wasn't that like a. Uh, that was that's either. like Johnny Five. Oh, yeah. that was Johnny Five. He was a robot uh, though. That's yeah. right. It's okay. Maybe that Steve will Gutenberg. be Bobby Five as a robot. Uh, yeah. Should be thankful he hasn't been fired yet. And uh, and Rory definitely knows how to show off her Gilmore Girls. That's the one that you mentioned. That was brilliant. Before. That was that was. I mean, seriously, if we sent out T-shirt, what was his name? Was his name Dan? <laughs> no, yeah, no, this was not a Dan. Oh, I said, Dan, unfortunately, Dan, we can't send you a T-shirt either. Them's the rules. <laughs> wait, wait, coming down to the end, we got uh, two more here. Austin from, or Kevin from Austin, Texas, writes in, thanks so much for the amazing podcast. The combination of Dr. John's detailed analysis, research combined with Paul's well-timed and hilarious comments, and last but not least, Kate's great perspective and comments on clothing make it one of a kind and very addictive. The podcast is so good that I'm amazed the advertisers are not lining up to sponsor the show. Yeah, we are and too. us both, Kevin. <laughs> I think Paul should increase the Ice Cube sounds and use it to signal a topic or scene change. Oh, apparently Mad Men Blu-ray does the Ice Cube glass sound when you move through the menu. I can't possibly be that coordinated to what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, my vocabulary is becoming more infused with the Paul-isms. Thank you, Paul. I think, As it should be. I think the three of you should be asked to do a cameo appearance on Mad Men. Just a thought. I have been thinking this forever. Here's the problem. I look so much like Paul Giamatti, I can't actually guest star on anything without people thinking that. Well, there, but there's a makeup the chair. There's wigs. There's I mean, not. There's, there's a, not a, John. There's not enough makeup at AMC to a, make me look less like Paul Giamatti. There's a razor. I mean, there's there's a no, lot of technology. Keep up the great matter. podcast. Okay. I did leave a five star uh, review on iTunes because six were not available. Thank, Thank you. you. Good Thank point. Thank you, Kevin, very much. That brings us to our. Uh, very last one, Shannon writes in. You're going to like this one, I'm sure, Paul. Uh, love the Mad Men Recap Podcast. I live for it. Seriously, I have no life. Anyways, uh, the little smiley face. Anyway, I have listened and read many listeners who say Dr. John sounds like John Hamm. Not so. Finally. I have watched all episodes of Mad Men and listened to all of your podcasts. And since day one, have thought that Dr. John sounds like Dr. Drew. Oh, that's just because I sound like God damn Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. No, listen, John does not sound like Dr. Drew. First of all, John is a competent human, so he can't sound like that. Uh, number two, right, exactly what I said to begin. You're just putting that together because John and I have a very, uh, uh, a very uh, similar uh, dynamic that I think Dr. Drew and the uh, aforementioned Adam Carolla <laughs> did. Anyway, are we done? Yeah, that's it for the mailbag. You can close that up if you want. Oh, thank God. But I'm up. <laughs> uh, all right, folks, real quick. You can contact us in so many ways. Uh, you can leave a comment on the website, which unfortunately I, I'm really bad at getting back to. Uh, but I do read, and so does John. That is madmenrecap.com, folks. You can go there and check out everything. You can listen to the shows there. You can read tweets there. You can see Facebook there. You can do so much there. It's incredible. Um, also... For mention, the Facebook page, uh, Mad Men Recap on Facebook. Search for us. We're a fan page. It's amazing. People love us. Uh, it's growing by leaps and bounds, John. Seriously, every moment of the day. Uh, you can also tweet with us on our live tweet every Sunday while we watch the show. 
John and sometimes me tweet uh, back and forth with you, the listener, as we uh, as we watch the show and re- we we retweet what people send us, so you can read it and we can all have a great time and we certainly do. Um, email us staff at madmenrecap.com. and don't forget the payment that is leaving us an iTunes review. It's it's it, it puts a smile on our face. We've hit a show. couple of great milestones over the last couple of weeks with uh, over. 105 star ratings and over 100 comments. People have taken time out of their lives to comment on the show. God bless them. God bless them. All right, John, I got to (laughs) go. Okay. Great show. Great show. Good talk to you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.